1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Graded Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Davis Maddock. I am joined on this beautiful Thursday afternoon by my friend, Hayden Winks from Underdog Fantasy. We are sponsored by Underdog Fantasy. If you've not already, actually, if you're listening to this today, use the promo code GRID, deposit $10, bucks, you are getting some free Underdog merch. Pretty nice, pretty good deal. And you're going to be able to hop into Best Ball Resurrection, $10 Ten dollars to enter, hundred k prize pool, twenty thousand dollars to first, and uh, yeah, we we got a nice little break, and now and now best ball is back. Aiden.
0: it was a two what three week breather to get get your uh, DFS exposures, but I'm sure a lot of you guys are already out there three and zero in your redraft league, so it's time to get back into best ball so you can kind of sweat out the rest of the season. But yeah, to me like the the in season best ball stuff is just so much fun. Like I think that playoff best ball, which will happen in January, is the best. Uh, fantasy football format but i think that midseason best ball is super fun like already like christian McCaffrey's not even the number one overall pick and it's like he's probably back by week six when this gets started but like there's just people galaxy brain everything with these small samples so yeah it's really interesting to watch
1: do you know do you know who the number one pick is right now is it derrick henry it's the big dog the big dog derrick henry the is the number one pick right now uh now now i should say the adp is actually fascinating because clearly a different person is going number 1 every time because no one has a, a one in front of their adp which i i can never remember like they we did this last year on, on underdog and that was yep. not the case where there was a, there was a clear number 1 um, i never remember i don't know it's there's i feel like every year of my fantasy career the number 1 pick has been pretty obvious it it feels insane that there is a debate between henry cook and McCaffrey and honestly I think even Kamara too at, at the top
0: yeah it's, to me it's McCaffrey Was that who you would take
1: yeah I would take I would take McCaffrey because this locks in three weeks so we know he's not we know McCaffrey's not gonna play in week four he's like 95 percent to not play in week five but I'd say he's probably given what they said and that he's not going on the short term
0: IR he feels 50 yep. 50 to play in week six and even if he doesn't, like, who cares? Like, you have the rest of the season for him to win out. And it's still a uh, playoff structure, just how it was for, like, Best Ball Mania, too. So you're still playing for, like, the last, like, five, six weeks of the season. So even if Christian McCaffrey doesn't play in week six, uh, you would still totally be fine. But like you said, like, the Panthers would have put him on short-term e- uh, IR if they thought he was going to be out for week six. So I would take him number one.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, which I which I think is, is completely reasonable. All right, what about... Devontae Adams versus Tyreek Hill. So we're coming off, of course, Devontae Adams has the explosion game last week, uh, 18 targets, uh, I believe it was a 58% target share. And our our dude Tyreek Hill, two straight duds, only plays 70% of the snaps in week three. Uh, think I think maybe he dinged his shoulder when he fumbled, yeah. and that's why. But, I mean, me personally, I actually would rather have Tyreek because I feel like the... So, Devontae Adams is going to have huge explosion games, but his huge explosion games are like 38 points. A Tyreek explosion game, I literally think that Tyreek Hill could have like 300 receiving yards in a game. Like, I I just, like, I actually do believe that. Like, a week 17 championship week, I get to choose any wide receiver.
0: I want Tyreek. So you're not worried about Josh Gordon being the, the new number one receiver down the stretch, are you? <laughs> no, no. Hey, what, what's your Josh Gordon take? Uh, I, I love I love a good Josh Gordon take. Yeah, uh, why not? Like 12 team leagues, 14 teams league. Like you're rostering like like Gabriel Davis, who's not even playing in like three wide receiver sets. Like, why not Josh Gordon? Like you've seen Demarcus Robinson, Byron Pingle play. Like, I just yes. say, why not? You know, like I didn't that's the role. It's like not to steal McCall Hardman snaps, it's to get somebody that can threat. Uh, vertically on the perimeter. So I think that it'll take a couple of weeks, but uh, why not Josh Gordon? It would be, it would be amazing. If all, how many times have we all been rugged by
1: Josh Gordon? It would be unbelievable if it finally happened with yeah. Patrick Mahomes and the kids. He's only 30. How insane <laughs> is that? He was so young in 2013 that he's only yeah. 30. He's four years younger than yeah. Emmanuel Sanders. He's
0: three That's years crazy. younger than Julio Jones. Yeah, so yeah, they already said it's going to take a couple of weeks. I think that is true, but I think that like the bar to play is very low for the Chiefs right now. But ultimately, like the the original question you asked me, I would pick Devonte Adams over Tyreek Hill. I had Devonte number one coming into the season. I don't see like small samples. Like this is to me like wide receivers with small samples is even more dangerous. Like I would just think whoever you had at the beginning of the season is how you should have these guys lined up at the top. So uh, for me, it's Devonte Adams just because of what he did last last year. Yeah. Which I, I don't like, I'm not, I'm not arguing. I will say,
1: I think Stefan Diggs's ADP is not great um, because yep. he got pelted with targets last year and the targets have been good, but it looks like a much more equal distribution between Beasley Diggs, and Sanders. And also I know everyone is like, Oh my God, Josh Allen, he's back. He's ready to go. But I I'm still concerned by the accuracy stuff from weeks one and weeks two. Like I I'm, sure. I'm a little bit worried by that stuff. Like I, I think that um, I would take Zeke over Diggs. I would take Joe Mixon over Diggs, I think. I don't think I would take Chubb or Barkley, but I would definitely
0: take those two guys over him. I think Nick Chubb is like a no-brainer pick. Like to me this is like there's Nick Chubb is already paying off this like second round ADP with Cream yeah. Hunt. Imagine Cream Hunt, like it's a basically a 50-50 split. Like if Cream Hunt goes down like who would you be ranking uh, ahead of nick chubb like every week you would just be like mccaffrey maybe he's basically turns into dalvin cook so he's already you're well, what like if
1: what line. if what if uh Dimetric felton from the university oh. of california los angeles becomes kareem hunt
0: who who is like the last good skill position player from from ucla it's like literally mjd and that's and, a good that's a good question i, actually, I would not have had
1: an answer to that question it's
0: like mercedes lewis like it's it's that bad you never Dude, never think on a
1: felton is good Dementric Felton is good. Come on. He is. Um, Okay. Cooper cup. What is the Hayden Winks take on NFL leading reception, receiving yards and
0: receiving touchdowns, Cooper cup? Well, first of all, he looks really good. Like he looks better, which is amazing. He looks unbelievable. I think that Cooper cups, 35% target share, like, please, like that's, there's no way that's going to hold up. But if it's like at 28%, over the course of the season like I mean it's it's Yahtzee time so to me just the first three weeks for the Rams like all right we got our answer Matthew Stafford completely changes the Rams offense and I just don't like I don't have a good reason why Robert Woods would have a 20% target share and then Cooper Cup all of a sudden has a 35% target share to me so like even like last week um, it stayed with Cooper Cup balling out so obviously you're ranking Cooper Cup ahead and but I don't think that like, all of a sudden like Robert Woods turns into like the wide receiver 33 all of a sudden like to me it's like super bullish that Matthew Stafford's uh pushing with pace and downfield and I think that both of them are like lights out picks I mean that's basically what drafters
1: have decided like they're they're bailing on Robert Woods so right now Robert Woods is being drafted wide receiver 22 um uh dude I don't know Robert Woods or Debo Samuel
0: oh I Robert Debo. Woods for me no I go Robert oh Woods interesting sure. Sure. okay yeah. Like, to me, just Debo's now, all of a sudden, you're getting Brandon Ayuk risk. You're getting uh, just, like, overall passing volume is, like, not comparable. It's bad. Yeah. And Robert Woods, to me, still could absolutely ball out. And he's done it just for longer than Debo Samuel. So, like, I'm seeing um Allen Robinson over Robert Woods. I think, like, that's a fair debate. Like, Jamar yeah. Chase, Robert Woods. Like, I think Robert Woods will only going to have way more targets and stuff than these type of guys. So, I, I would be buying Robert Woods um, but I, I'm not like Cooper cup versus Deandre Hopkins. Give me Cooper cup over Metcalf. I think so too. Um, I think that Cooper cup like deserves like top five wide receiver love. I just don't think that we should completely write off Robert Woods yet.
1: Okay. Jonathan Taylor. What do you do? What do you do with Jonathan Taylor? Um, 48% and 44% of the snaps. Now you could argue some of it has kind of been bad luck type stuff. Like Naheem Hines who just happened to be on the field when they finished a touchdown drive. Yeah. But you know, we were expecting this to go the other way. We were expecting Hines to see his playing time diminish. And John Taylor had seven targets in week one. We're feeling good. We're like, okay, they're going to use them both. Wentz looks like dog shit. That's a huge problem. Uh, the the Colts, on average, have led for two minutes and three seconds in their games thus far. Like it is uh, the the how bad they are is just a problem.
0: You know, who's worse than Carson Wentz right now is Brett Hundley, another brew and skill position guy. And I think that by the end of the season, Brett Hundley is going to be making starts because there's no way that the Colts are going to play Carson Wentz and trade that first round pick. So it's not looking good for Jonathan Taylor. For example, um, Deandre Swift is going after Jonathan Taylor right now. Like that's got to switch for me. I think that Deandre Swift's the RB 14. I think that he should be a top 10 guy. He's already been that. And I don't think that the formula is going to change at all. And we already have Dan Campbell saying that DeAndre Swift deserves more run. So to me, like Jonathan Taylor should not be drafted ahead of DeAndre Swift. I think that there's legitimate concerns uh, with Jonathan Taylor just because the offense and also Naeem Hines is still really good. Like he's still making a ton of plays in his role. So um, not good for, for Jonathan Taylor for sure.
1: Do you have any concerns about either Cowboys wide receiver? just no. because they've been so run heavy the last two games. I have no concerns, but I, I, I mean, I do like, I already see Amari Cooper's ADP falling a little bit. Calvin Ridley's ADP has just gotten uh, uh, storm bombed. He, he is now going at the beginning of the third round, um, but I'm not worried about either Cowboys wide receiver. I do think the, The people throwing dirt on Zeke after week one though, it looks like he's going to do it. It looks like he's going to get his 60 catches and his 12 touchdowns and there's just nothing anyone can do about it.
0: You can like chop off like 10% of his projection coming into the season because Tony Pollard is getting some of the the snaps, but like the Cowboys are going to Cowboy and they're going to give Zeke the ball up the middle. And to me, he still looks good. Like he's not as explosive as Tony Pollard, but like he's not asked to break tackles out in space like Tony Pollard is. Like right now, Tony Pollard just getting, he has the best formula for like a sick YouTube highlight reel because like everything's just out in space and he has like the explosiveness to do that. But yeah, the Cowboys offense looks amazing and they're going to be uh, pretty uh, explosive just like with neutral pass rate and neutral pace. And then Zeke is just going to find himself next to the goal line a bunch of times. So I think that he, he's at the RB eight right now. I think that's probably pretty fair.
1: Yeah. I, I think it's pretty fair too. Um, and I mean the running back position, it's as bad as everyone said, right? Like yeah. we all knew it was going to be bad. We have huge questions about Jonathan Taylor. We have gigantic questions and concerns about Najee Harris, who, like, okay, great. He gets 19 targets in one game. It's amazing. Like, one, that's not going to happen again. Two, the Steelers are a mess. They are a mess, dude. That offense is so bad. We have Chris Carson, five targets through three games, is getting replaced by Travis Homer on passing downs. Antonio Gibson not playing passing downs. David Montgomery gets a bunch of work last week, but the team looks terrible. And Damian Williams was playing passing downs before that. Clyde Edwards-Helaire getting no targets, right? Like, dude, running back is a mess.
0: Miles Sanders the RB twenty right now. He's I mean he's not even playing at all. Like (laughs) I mean he's literally
1: not playing. He got five touches on Monday night.
0: James Robinson's the RB twenty one right now. Javante Williams who's playing behind Melvin Gordon RB twenty. Josh Jacobs RB twenty three hasn't even played. Like my goodness, It's, it's really bad. Like I think uh going running back running back to start like maybe coming into the season there was reasons not to but like that looks like the best start to me like just like figure out the wide receivers after that and i would rather just like start uh, ezekiel elliott joe mixon at the turn something like that like sign me up for that so i don't have to worry about these knucklehead rb2s rb3s it is it is truly unbelievable to me
1: how bad the the dead zone running backs have been through through and and by the way another thing no breakouts right no, no like aj dylan nothing i mean pollard got you one good game but then went back to being pollard uh james white injured giovanni bernard gave you one good game that'll never like that that occurrence for giovanni yeah. bernard it's never going to happen again um maybe you could argue chase Edmonds small breakout like he's been super involved but he's not going to score any touchdowns
0: yeah i mean Damian me-
1: harris is
0: the rb 24 dude you know who the dead zone running back that I'm leaving out a little bit of hope and you're going to hate this is Mike Davis. I was like, going to say at, Mike Davis. He at least has the usage. And if the Falcons could figure out their offense a little bit, like it, to me, it was like uh, Josh Norris the entire offseason said, it could not get worse for A.J. Green. Like he is, is it physically impossible. A.J. Green cannot play as bad. To me, that's how I'm viewing the Falcons. They literally could not play worse. And Mike Davis is at least out there. And like, they're not throwing the ball to the wide receiver too Hayden Hurst is not involved. So like to me he's still like the goal line option for them that he is like at RB20 like 6 right now like I w- I would I would gobble that up just cuz at least he's like playing a lot of the the downs. Yeah, but
1: dude, they haven't even made Goldman active yet. You know that's coming. Like you know you know you know the three guys getting carries for a team that's getting blown out every week is coming. I would take Mike Davis over Miles Sanders all day. Cordell Patterson, running back 40, 120
0: ADP. Bad or good? You in or you out? <laughs> I mean, I, I guess. I mean, uh, two spots ahead of him, Alexander Madison's the RB38. Like, I would gobble that up all day long. Like, You've just seen, like, the upside that Alexander Madison has. And, like, James Conner versus Cordell Patterson. Like, all of these guys just it looks Dude, it looks I cannot really
1: believe. I'm looking at these ADPs. Tyson Williams got five carries last week, running back 27.
0: I know, man. You literally have to start running back, running back. Like, I think that's what you have to do. Like, especially like Like you
1: running back after, I I will say running back after DeAndre Swift, where you drop from Swift to Carson, it just dies. Cause like, I don't really want Chris Carson is, is not good for fantasy right now. The, The Seahawks have run the least plays in the NFL, 165
0: plays through three games yeah and like the, the wide receivers also run run through some names after chris carson amari cooper terry mclaurin a.j brown chris godwin Thielen, jamar chase mike evans alan robinson robert woods debo like brandon cooks like all the t higgins like all those guys you can get after you go running back running back start it's so like all the good wide receivers are still available if you want to pull the trigger on the running backs early so i think that's the strategy that i would go with and then sprinkle in a little alexander madison and maybe dalvin cook misses during the fantasy playoffs like you got like a uh, three strong running backs, and then you can piece together wide receiver.
1: Yeah. Okay. So let's uh, let's look at some of the 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 wide receiver values potentially. Mike Williams is going ahead of DJ Moore to legit legit or a bit. Oh,
0: Mike that's Williams. Legit. Yeah, that's legit. Like I mean, it's
1: it's crazy. DJ Moore is going to absolutely pay. It, this is insane. DJ Moore is going to more than pay off where he was drafted. He's going to be a huge hit, and he's going to be a bad win rate player. Because he was going right next to Cooper Cup, you, yep. you had to choose Cooper Cup or DJ Moore, and if you yep. chose the wrong guy, you're its amazing to think of it that way.
0: Yeah, it is wild, and like he's—he's he's not even moved up that much, like in the the midseason stuff, and like everything has gone his way. They're using Robbie Anderson as like a downfield decoy, and Sam Darnold looks pretty good. So like you're getting everything that you could have asked for for DJ Moore, and he goes from like wide receiver 17, to like wide receiver 13, because the depth of the position is that good. Like, but to me, like Mike Williams like, would you rather have DeAndre Hopkins or Mike Williams? Like, to me, uh, Justin Herbert's just as good of a passer as Kyler Kyler Murray is, if not better, and DeAndre Mm, Hopkins... It's different. It's different to me. But to to me, it's there is no wide receiver three for the Chargers, and there's four wide receivers for the Cardinals, plus Chase Edmonds is, like, stealing some target share, too. So I'm, like, legit concerned with... DeAndre Hopkins. I mean he has like an 18% target share through four weeks. So obviously, he's dealing with a little bit of injury, but I think a lot of that's like schematic depth related. And Mike Williams has none of those issues at all. Yeah, Mike Williams has Mike
1: Williams has none of those issues. Um, all right. I, I okay, AJ Brown has this hamstring injury, but to see him going after Amari Cooper and Terry McLaurin, I'm yeah. I'm not on board with like that. Just feels like a huge swing. AJ Brown is like obviously. He's not going to be as good as we expected, but he's going to come back from this hamstring injury, and it's, it's got to be time.
0: Like, Adrian Brown's got to yeah. eat. I mean, I don't understand the Terry McLaurin ADP. Like, he's good enough to be a wide receiver one, but he is not in the environment for that. And this is without Curtis Samuel being active. I don't think that matters that much, but, like, Washington's pass game is just going to be beyond ruin. So, like, the, to me, Chris Godwin, Thielen, Chase, Mike Evans, all those guys need to be drafted ahead of Terry McLaurin. They're just, like, not that, like, top eight – ceiling for Terry McLaurin it feels like you're like buying his like ceiling at like wide receiver 15 right now
1: yeah like the the thesis behind McLaurin was that he was gonna be uh you know as target dominant as he was last year but with a better quarterback and it's just it's not gonna happen
0: yeah it's not gonna happen
1: yeah um all right
0: Thielen versus Jamar Chase I have to go Adam Thielen just because the Vikings are passing the ball more and running with more pace than the Bengals and like I'm not fully expecting that that to continue through, throughout the entire season but it's like the same argument with like, mike williams like there is no wide receiver three for the vikings and jamar chase is going to have to be dealing with t higgins and they're giving joe mixon so much money that like i think that's why they're just like feeding him the rock right now and like jamar chase is super explosive but their usage like feeling versus chase is like not even close to the same right now and i think jamar chase is going to be a really good player but I don't think that he's going to have the the targets that Thielen's going to get for sure.
1: No, I, I I don't think I don't think that he will either. Okay, Brandon Cooks, how like can this possibly sustain? Like, can can Brandon Cooks with a thirty five percent target share on this team? Like, can this sustain?
0: Like, I think wide receiver twenty four is fair, right? Like, he's like the wide receiver yeah. six right now, and like his usage is like top five. So I think that like, right now, wide receiver twenty four is like totally fine to me nico collins like that was like kind of the the threat to brandon cooks and like he hasn't played and now it's like anthony miller like i mean anthony miller's not scaring me off of brandon Cooks. so um and maybe if tyrod taylor comes back in a couple weeks like i think tyrod taylor if you go on to rbs i think tyrod taylor's number one in passing epa right now which is nuts but he actually looked okay no i, or, I think it's not teddy. i think it's teddy well i think it depends on like the sample that you're using but yeah it's like teddy and tyrod uh but yeah i think that with uh by the time this season starts tyrod should be back and then you're like not dealing with davis mills anymore yeah yeah which is um which is
1: unbelievable all right what about the steelers wide receivers i mean i honestly i think my preference would just be to not draft any of them because ben is going ben is going to like the morgue pretty
0: soon i think yeah, he, he looks bad, and it doesn't seem like he's trying. Like, they asked him about, that, like, that fourth down where he threw it to the flats, and he was like, I don't even remember that play. I'm like, buddy, yeah, I was fourth and ten with the game on the line. He threw it to freaking Najee Harris with, like, three defenders. Uh, yeah, I don't know. You don't. We don't have a good answer with Deontay Johnson. I'm assuming he's going to be healthy by that point, or fully healthy. He might even play this week. But, like, to me, it's, like, the same thing where Juju's getting targets, Claypool's getting targets, Deontay is, none of it looks good, and... Like, I think their ADPs are fair. They've both dropped Claypool and Deontay, like, what, eight wide receiver spots, six wide receiver spots since Best Ball Mania, too. And I think that's, like, pretty appropriate. I just don't see a ceiling from either of them unless there's, like, an injury.
1: I just, yeah, I just, like, you're right. Ben is, like, not trying, and he's throwing the ball really short obviously underdog half point PPR. So like, yeah. great, you know, get 80 catches or whatever, like c- congratulations on your 40 points. Like, it's just, I, you, you need the touchdowns. And like, uh, if I was going to bet on one of them, it would be Claypool. Cause Same. Claypool can create so much on his own, but Deontay and Juju are not, are not some um, like big creators. I, I feel like there is a, an overrating of Michael Pittman though, kind of based off of like he was drafted early a couple of years ago theory and everyone else has been bad, but Pittman is going ahead of Hollywood Brown ahead of Boyd ahead of garbage time hero, Marvin Jones, ahead of Waddle, Rondale, Ayuk. like that feels insane to me.
0: He's like top 20 in air yards and targets though. And to me, like T Y Hilton's not going to be a threat. And I think that Michael Pittman looks pretty good. It's just like the quarterback situation. So, um, I would be a little more concerned with Marquise Brown just because Rashad Bateman, like in theory is like a target hog, you know, like it's
1: not going to, it's not going to happen. Like I, I just, I just have, I was obviously listening to ship chasing this morning and that's what Corrine was saying. And he's like, you know, Bateman's going to be the wider and it's just not going to happen that fast. Like I would love for it to, but Hollywood Brown is going to get his thing. The more likely thing is that Watkins is just going to become a zero. I, I think.
0: I think that's possible. Like Marquise Brown with, with Lamar has like never been like a top 30 wide receiver, like for the entire season. And like Mark, he's, Andrews he's, is there he's gone
1: through these insane stretches though. I mean, he scored a touchdown yeah. in seven straight games last year.
0: Let's just, yeah, he's a better in basketball pick. So like, if he's you want to believe in, in that, yeah, come on. So yeah, how could you argue against that? I would, I'd would rather have Marvin Jones and Marquise Brown. Uh, I think that his air yards and targets and all that stuff feels way more sustainable and there's not like a new threat to Marvin Jones over the course of the season. And there is the threat of at least Rashad Bateman being like a number one for Marquise Brown.
1: Yeah. Um Is Henry Ruggs happening? Is Henry Ruggs a thing? I I,
0: I just, I want you to say yes to this so bad. They're giving him the opportunities and Derek Carr is like low-key good all of a sudden, but I don't know. I'm worried like when Josh Jacob re- returns, like all of the fun of the offense just kind of gets zapped. Yeah. Uh, and... But I don't know, like Henry Ruggs could win underneath and over the top right now. And he should have, like, a, another 60-yard touchdown last week. Um, so wide receiver 45, I think I would be scooping up that. They're just, like, not – he's just not going to be, like, a nine target per game player. So, like, he's not going to be a top 20 guy. But I think it's, like, reasonable odds that he's like, finishes, like, the wide receiver 38 and you're drafting him as, like, wide receiver 45. So, I I guess why not?
1: Yeah. Um. All right. Who else is interesting here? Will Fuller, still where he was basically going – uh, during, during best ball season, uh, wide receiver 49. He, so like, I was talking to Norris and he made the point that like, sure, you know, it wasn't great to us averaging like 4.1 YPA yeah. eventually or, or, uh, Jacoby Brissett is averaging 4.1 YPA. Eventually Tua will be back. It sounds like it'll be the three weeks day. Um, I'm still holding, I'm still, I know you were not a Tua guy. I'm still, I I'm leaving, uh i'm leaving the light on the porch light for him like i i he's got it he's going to be better than jacoby Brissett. i'll say that i think he's i confidently can say i think he's going to be better than jacoby Brissett. and fuller is still good i mean uh he, he ran that isolation route for the two-point conversion it was very impressive now waddle waddle is going to earn a, a ton of short area targets yeah. but fuller
0: is just so good dude he is full so good here's here's the the advice right here Will Fuller plus Deshaun Watson, last pick in, in best ball. Uh, Jake Lazor tripled down on that report yesterday that, that the Texans yeah, are now listening. Down. Like, Jake Laser does not mess around. Like, this guy is just – he doesn't even report very often. Like, he's, like, too busy uh, lifting weights and, like, pushing, like, uh, elect- electric-like drinks at GMC to be reporting. So, like, when he does speak, like, I'm, like, all ears. And uh, he kind of mentioned the Dolphins. So, I think the, the thesis behind Will Fuller is uh, Deshaun Watson. Like, give me – give me 5%, 10% um, chance that it happens. I mean, I, I,
1: it, it feels like a lot of smoke for this Deshaun Watson stuff. Um, but I don't know, dude, like his legal situation is so bizarre. Like, I, like he might get traded there and not play, right? Like that, that's, that's in the realm too. But that is, that is definitely the out for Fuller. I know you feel very passionate about Emmanuel Sanders
0: wide receiver 51 and Cole Beasley wide receiver 53. I mean, like, that's, like, the, the biggest lock of, of best ball. is like, just grabbing those two guys. Like, I mean, the Bills, are like, number one in neutral pace and pass rate, and we know that those guys have ceilings. And, yeah, we know that they have ceilings with Stephon Diggs healthy. Like, if Stefan Diggs, like, misses time for whatever reason, like, those guys would just go absolutely nuclear. So I, I think, like, I mean, Sterling Shepard, DJ Shark, like Jerry Judy over those guys, like, to me, no way. Like, those guys are already, like, top 25 in usage.
1: Man, I am so bummed out about this Jerry Judy thing. He would have just been eating, dude.
0: He would have. He would have. It's, it's, really, it's really a bummer. He's, he's really interesting because he'll probably miss, what, two of the games in this best ball format, like comes high back ankle, week nine high ankle
1: sprain for like a technician yeah guy. like I feel like the week he gets 90 percent they still push him back another week
0: yeah and then Cortland Sutton by that time you'd full you'd expect him to be like at 100 percent um he already like, looks pretty yeah he pretty already looks good. really good so like by like the, by the time you get that part of the season um yeah it's interesting all
1: right we gotta we gotta oh. talk a little tight end because we just said okay let's start running back running back but dude, I don't know if you can because you want to talk about a bad position. Somehow, tight end has actually been worse than running back. Like the only people scoring fantasy points now are wide receivers, is basically the thing. So Kelsey yeah. is doing his thing. Waller had the 19 target game in week one, but then like a huge step back in in targets weeks two and weeks three. I, I'm not like worried about him. George Kittle basically playing right tackle. Uh, I know yeah. he had like he had like 92 yards against the Packers. Uh, I think like 40 of it came on one play Hawkinson, two good games. One. I I think Hawkinson's ADP actually looks good. He's, he's the tight end three ADP 38. Yep. Kyle Pitts literally is going exactly where he was going during best ball mania Uh, tight, tight end, tight end five ADP of 54. I mean, I, I think Kyle Pitts would be the guy I'd be drafting. Honestly, I think I, I think I would just look at what he's done and be like, dude, the, he the, you're, he's the only hope because I don't know if you can. I don't know if you can pass a running back to take Kelsey strategically.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with that. I think that Kyle Pitts, like I think he's fourth in routes run and like we know he's good. Like it should be that simple. And I think that over the course of the year, Arthur Smith will figure out how to use them a little better. So yeah, I don't think there's like any reason to panic on Kyle Pitts. I will fight you on the depth of the tight end a little bit though, because Gronk is a decent tight end seven. Tyler Higby is running routes. Like he's never Hig- ran Higby. routes before. Higby, Higby is, is the good. one
1: Higby at tight end eight looks good. I don't think I could take Gronk there though. He's well, just going to, sl- he's just going s- to slow down though. Like, I-, I mean, I just feel like, Maybe. I just feel like how is he 32. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's, maybe that's like lizard
0: brain that, that could be, that could be like fear lizard brain. Uh, and I don't know. I, I mean, I wouldn't want to be drafting Gronk at sixty sixth overall. There's gotta be some good wide receivers in that spot, but at least like he's available and like, he pushes down Tyler Higby. He pushes down Noah Fant. Um, But like, I don't want Robert Tunyon. I don't want Dallas Goddard. Gesicki feels scary to me. Uh, I mean, like Jared Cook and Johnny and Hunter. Like, I don't want those guys. So, no, well, Zach, Zach to... Ertz.
1: Zach Ertz is the guy we should be drafting.
0: He is. He's he's better than Dallas Goddard, isn't
1: he? He's not. I don't think he's better. But Zach er, it's like Zach Ertz has now transitioned to the Larry Fitzgerald portion of his career, yes. where he
0: just exists to take targets away from more talented players. Yeah, and the all the offensive line injuries for the Eagles. I'm kind of worried that. Goddard's going to have to pass block like even more. Like they lost, they're going to be down three linemen going into this game. Not that's not great for him.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely not. So like uh, I guess some strategic things is the drafting strategy looks pretty similar to what we just spent five months doing, with the caveat that running back running back starts are really good because the running back dead zone is so dead, and yep. you're you're actually paying more for the the semi-capable running backs like David Montgomery is more expensive Kareem Hunt's more expensive Miles Sanders is about the same Javante Williams is more expensive uh Damian Harris is way more expensive like imagine drafting Damian Harris at running back 24 right now
0: Miles Gaskin RB 28 like what is the thesis there like, like how you many touches does
1: Miles Gaskin <laughs> even have
0: you cannot sell me <laughs> like so bad man Oh God.
1: Miles Gaskin is in a three-way timeshare. His best game is 13 carries for
0: 65 yards. Yeah. You want it? here's my worst take of the podcast. Okay. L- Leonard Fournette, RB34. That's a that's a buy. Is a like, jam. That's is like the jam. biggest jam. Like that's one of the worst ADPs out there. He's gonna be He's going hey, Gio- behind
1: Trey Sermon, who who was playing behind a fullback at running yeah, back. I know was,
0: that. I know that hurts that, you, that you hurt. like Trey Sermon. That that was not good. I'll be the first to admit it. Like, anyway, Leonard Fournette's going to be an RB two this week. Giovanni Bernard is out every week. He's an he's an RB two. Giovanni Bernard
1: only got those touches because it was like a real foxhole game. The, the yes. Buccaneers might not be in that position for the rest of the season. They might never trail by ten points for the rest of football. Yeah, the only back
0: worse than Trey Sermon in the NFL right now is Ronald Jones. So it's it's like – They hate Ronald Jones, dude. It's yeah, like
1: unbelievable how much they hate him. But it's <laughs> – so uh, We got to talk about Let's, let's – We've talked about the 49ers backfield like every week. We might as well uh, close it out with one more 49ers backfield take. Dude, Kyle Juszczyk just saw the most touches of his career. Like how is it possible that they spend this pick on Sermon, they do all this talking about him all offseason – yeah. And we show up, and he gets 10 carries in a game where he's the only running
0: back other than Juszczyk who gets a touch. He must have missed a block from Nick Bosa in camp and just gotten Trey Lance, like, murdered in practice, and we just haven't heard about it or something. Because it was it was mostly, like, the passing downs. And then, like, ultimately in, like, the red zone, like, the last, like, drive that he scored that touchdown. But, like, a third down, like, they were, like, not even giving him a chance. Um, so I don't know what happened in those, those games. But he, he either was fumbling in practice or missing in pass pro um i don't know so it's it's definitely on my radar we have not gotten to the bottom of this 49ers backfield stuff at all no we have it's elijah
1: mitchell until jeff wilson jr comes back
0: oh,
1: you, you heard wilson's, it you heard it you heard it here first
0: i'm not sure if jeff wilson's coming back i, I, I would is I the would, injury
1: stuff not good on him i haven't, yeah, I haven't I don't read anything
0: bad. yeah chow I, I think chow said he'd be surprised if he comes back
1: Okay. Well, I mean, fair enough. So to, then a lot all the fab you spent on Elijah Mitchell, you have to feel very good about it watching Kyle check get uh 14 touches in an NFL game.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm still gonna be a sucker and scoop uh Trey Sermon at that price. At least there's like an out to like, I mean, some of the guys are being around him like Jamal Williams, like yeah, these Jamal guys, Williams I don't know. clearly know. Like, come, come on. Yeah.
1: Um, you know, I mean, I think like shots on like Madison looks good. Um Poor AJ Dillon. just not going to happen. No, Poor the Jets, dude. Michael Carter. I mean, Michael Carter got all the touches last week, and it just it doesn't it just doesn't matter. It, it
0: I, mean, <laughs> I mean, shocking that the Jets picks were all egregious. I mean, every single one. Elijah Moore in the Jets. Elijah
1: Moore in the ninth round, They're not going to pay out. I don't
0: it's think dead. it's dead, man. <laughs> it's, Keelan Cole, remember like Keelan Cole is getting some buzz. Like he's like he's not going to happen. I mean, maybe Corey Davis happens, maybe maybe maybe
1: yeah uh i feel bad for the people who drafted before james white was out for the year gainwell gainwell looks like a guy to take actually he, he so like G- yeah. gainwell's going rb 49 i'd take him straight up over james connor who goes
0: rb 41 i wouldn't but i i gainwell has a path um he's already playing the passing downs over Miles sanders um but like to me it just still feels like like, Kenny Gainwell's pretty small. I'm not sure if they're going to give him, like, 15 carries. They're, they're not even giving Miles Sanders that many carries. Like, even if he gets hurt, I feel like it'd be tough for Gainwell to, to be that effective. But, I mean, I get it. Like, the guys he's going around, like, J.D. McKissick, like, don't even bother. Like, we'll not, like do not even draft him. There's no point. Um, what about Ramondre?
1: Is, Ramondre? is Ramondre or J.J. Taylor the winner? Or are we
0: actually going to have to deal with Brandon Bolden snaps? It's going to be none of them. I think it's just going to be like a combo of all of them, which means none. gross. Yeah. R- Ramondre's listed as 246 pounds on the Patriots set. Like, do you think like really, <sighs> do a think big he's boy. Gonna, do you think he's going to be the James White role? I think that's one of the worst takes right now. Like Ramondre Stevenson, the James White role, like, get out of here. I mean, he caught passes at OU. He's 246 pounds, man. Like that's. Yeah, they, happen. they do. They, they do
1: always typecast. I mean, JJ J. Taylor would be the guy who's like the size. I think the answer is
0: Jacoby Myers. That's that's my take. It's just going to be more underneath blood. Or Jonu. Or Jonu, too. I think the, there is no James White replacement. It's going to be like, give everybody 2% more work. I think Ramondre is just like Damian Harris. is like insurance. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, there we go. We we got some good fud on Trey Sermon and Ramondre Stevenson to end <laughs> the show. Um. So if you guys have not aped in yet, Best Ball Resurrection, $10 to enter, 20K to first. I know... I'm wishing that I could press the reset button on a lot of my teams. I have eaten so many injuries dude. Judy yeah. and Gallup and Iuk all being zeros for the first three weeks of the season has been really not ideal for the portfolio. So yeah. I will be, I will be aping
0: into it to make up some losses for sure. We need to find the guy that wrote the RB injuries versus wide receiver injuries data. Like yeah. I'm calling, I'm calling BS. <laughs> it seems like it's pretty 50 50 to me, man. <laughs>
1: and i mean there's been i guess there's been big running back injuries too it just seems like everyone's getting hurt Yeah,
0: everyone. blame it's it on
1: blame part. it on the training camp rules i think that's what the boomers do they say yeah. you got to get hit in practice you know how to get hit in the games For sure. um all right uh tell them everything they can check out on your twitter
0: right now uh we have three shows four shows on youtube on uh, underdog fantasy josh and i have a podcast together i'm at hayden wings on twitter all right there we
1: go follow hayden Download Underdog, promo code GRID. Do it today, Thursday, September 30th. If you get a free T-shirt. Always good to get some merch. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow.
0: Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. Overwhelming overboding power. sauce of destiny. Yes!